please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. 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 Welcome to Rick Bonfa Ministries and our second episode of A Time with Betty. <laughs> We're interviewing some of our favorite people. Last time we spoke with Cindy Walker and Frankie Appel who work here at the ministry. And today we have a dear friend. Um, I've known Britt for I don't know how many years. It's been about... It's been about Nine years. Nine years. Mm -hmm. And for most of that time, she's been to me, Brittany Shoebridge. Um, a while, a while back, mm -hmm. she felt led to legally change her name, and I'm going to let her share about that with you, mm -hmm. and um, and give her testimony. And I'll work on calling you the name <laughs> that you go by now. But to me, you've been Britt. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Britt, um, just to give a, a short summary of of who she's she's been in my life and our life. She began attending our Bible study in Atlanta mm -hmm. way back, eight 2011. years ago. 2011. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you know these dates. I, See, I forget. I it all goes into this it's big It's a big blur. part of my testimony. Praise God. Mm -hmm. um, she sang on worship teams for our Atlanta Bible study for Rekindle the Flame. She went with us to, to Israel trips and Israel um, Brazil trip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I did that wrong. One Israel trip and Brazil trips. Uh-huh. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. She did a one-year internship here in the office at RBM, which is not an easy thing to accomplish. And she did three months of internship at the mission in Brazil. So we forty have days actually. Mm -hmm. Okay. So isn't this great? She has, she knows all the dates <laughs> and times. Stuff my brain just. <laughs> but we have lots of history, lots of working together, serving, mm -hmm. praying, ministering, growing, developing, crying, mm -hmm. laughing. Um, I still appreciate the yellow kitchen. When I go in our bright, you know, they repainted our office some years ago because it looked like, I called it a ghetto office. It just had primer on the walls. So I made a big fit and said, I want the owners to come and paint our office. And they mm -hmm. did. But they painted the, the kitchen this like a, plain old. Like beige and coat. she came in one day, one weekend, and she painted it bright yellow and it's cheery. With some help. <laughs> and um, I remember you telling me that your mom had a saying, commit to the yellow. <laughs> if you're going to be yellow, be yellow. And our kitchen is a bright, we've, you committed to the yellow, and it's, it, it is, it we, is en committed. we enjoy our kitchen, and so it always keeps us reminded of you, Britt. Ah, thank so, you. Share a little bit with us, just begin to tell us, like, how did you, how did our paths cross? How did you first come to know us? Sure. How did God bring us together? Sure. Absolutely, and that kind of ties in with my name change as well. Um, so in 2011, I was um, pretty much what people would say is suicidal. 
Um, I I wrestled with intense depression, um, anxiety. Um, I had experienced some abuse in the past, and um, and I didn't. <laughs> okay, I knew how much it affected me as a little girl, um, feeling my whole life like I there was some presence like trying to oppress me, trying to make me feel afraid, trying to make me feel that I did not have a voice, um, that I wasn't important, that I wasn't seen. Um, my, my sister who's two years older than me often would speak for me, Mm. um, because of my timidity, my fear. It was truly a spirit on me. And when I was a little girl, um, I also would see a demonic presence um, beside my bed night after night, yeah. and I would wake up every morning with m- the covers over my head because I was just hiding from this thing that was wow. looking at me. So the way I see it is that I was marked from a young age um, because God had a plan for my life. Amen. And so the enemy tries to intimidate the ones that God has chosen. Yeah. And so when I came in 2011 to this uh, office, I was battling many things, but really didn't have uh, the equipment and the uh, the instruments to know how to fight. I was really being overcome. And uh, I came up here to the office and I had a meeting with uh, Reverend Rick. And uh, <laughs> one time he asked me, he said, Reverend, Reverend Rick. Um, but I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I had an encounter with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, a word of knowledge was spoken over me, and it truly was the key. Um, and the way I describe it is that even though it was Rick Bonfim sitting in front of me at the desk, mm-hmm. we are blessed to be vessels of God and of the Holy Spirit. I saw the eyes of my Father in heaven mm. behind him looking at me. And I knew he was real. And I knew that this was my encounter. This was my time for deliverance. And I was on the ground very shortly after that. Um, The way I describe it is just being melted in love. And um, I was coming into this office uh, having committed some sins. (laughs) Pretty, pretty to me, terrible ones. And, uh, but in God's eyes, they're all the same. And, um, so, yeah, that's how I met y'all. And I began uh, to co- attend the Atlanta Bible studies weekly right. because I was so hungry. I was so hungry for God. Didn't we have a meeting? We did. We did. We had a meeting, you and I, about a week after I first came for prayer. And, yes, you received a word from God. I was I was remembering this on my way over here. You read to me that. the story of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And I know that the Holy Spirit gives us uh, rhema words for right now. Um, and that was a right now word for me. And it was one of the first times that I I saw how a word applied for me right because now. We saw that the Father was running towards you. Uh-huh. You said, you said, don't you see that the Father is running towards you? He's so happy you're coming back home. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he still loves me? <laughs> Are you serious? Like, He's way better than I thought. <laughs> Praise God. So. Praise God. Yeah. It's, it's just so amazing to me, the almost 20 years in this ministry with Rick Bonfin Ministries, how God causes people to cross paths and knits our hearts together. From I mean, I'm from Montana, you know. She's a Georgia. I was from people. Atlanta. Yeah, she's an Atlanta girl. And just 
just the way he puts his family together is such such a miraculous, wonderful. So, like I said, we've had lots of history. Do you have a favorite memory or story <laughs> of all these adventures we've had and trips and hmm. There are many, there are many, and I could be very long-winded, and I'm trying not to be, <laughs> I'm trying to show some self-restraint, but um, <sighs> Israel trip was incredible. Um, to name one highlight was going to Ein Gedi. Um, I relate a lot with David when I read scripture, and I'm a worshiper, and I'm a worship warrior like David, and um, when we went to that location and had the Bible study there, I was like, I could stay here <laughs> yeah. all day. I could hang out in the caves. Yeah. I could I could do this. And um but other than that, my forty days in Brazil that I really had consecrated just me and God mm-hmm. and serving the people of course down there in Brazil, but it was a very special time of being alone with God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, so tell us about the name change and what it ah, means yeah. to you. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so <laughs> Five years ago, I was living in Atlanta, and I, for the, for most of my life, I've always been the singer, um, even though I didn't feel like I knew what to say. Um, my, like I said, my sister would speak for me. Mm-hmm. If you gave me a song to sing, I could learn that song, and I could sing that song. Yeah. And I knew. That was the one thing I knew I can sing. Mm-hmm. But God, from a young age, he called me to speak. And I remember the day that he called me, I was like, really me? I don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> uh, so, so I was in Atlanta, and I was, at this time, a party band singer. So I was a professional party singer. I mean, I sang Beyonce, Aretha Franklin, uh, country music, uh, rock music, 80s rock. Uh, it was one of my personal favorite genres. But I've sung everything under the sun, mm-hmm. and I can say that in all honesty. Uh, I know most pop music out there, not anymore, not current pop, but um, God was beginning to knock on my heart and ask me to give my voice fully over to him for his ownership, his consecration, and as something to be cherished and protected by him, and for me to be an instrument of voice um, for him. And it was really like muddied waters. And really, when I came here to uh, the internship, I was I was being pulled out of, dragged out of the world. That's right. And um, but five five years ago in 2015, I once again I could give all the details. I need to write a book one day. But he spoke to me, new name, and I was creating a team uh, for a business and. I called it Team Bridge, and I posted a picture of a bridge with a sunset, and it was one of those moments that is forever imprinted on your heart, and I will never forget it. And he said, he said, you are my bridge. I want you to lay down your life for other people. And, you know, when you receive a word like that when you're young in the faith, you're just like, yeah, this is awesome. That's like yeah. what Andy shared with us this morning. Um, you said, okay, I'm going to go do it. Yeah. That's it. That's I'm it. the bridge. Yeah. Yes, okay, I'm the let's, bridge. Let's just accomplish it now. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm totally a bridge. And, and he, said, he said, greater love has no man than this. Then he laid down his life for his friends. And 
I was like, yeah, okay. But he said, new name. But I was like, okay, Bridge. Like, that's in my last name. My last name is actually Welsh. Bridge. It actually is correctly pronounced. And it's funny. My Old Testament professor in college always said this. He would say, Miss Showbridge, because it's like the showbread in the Old Testament. Um, but it means in Welsh, it's to show the bridge. Uh-huh. It's oh. to show the bridge. The bridge is here. So once I'm being awakened to my surname, my family name, it's like, wow. But God was saying... God's saying, you're the bridge. So I started in party bands. I started going by Brittany Bridges, Brittany Bridges. They were like, and introducing Brittany Bridges. They, the band leader guy loved it at the time. But uh, <laughs> the Lord said, I heard his voice. I heard, he said, first name. And I'm sitting there like, what? Hold up. You have got to confirm that one. That's a little strange. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I went and visited a church in Atlanta that week, at, right after I prayed that. God, you have to confirm this to mm-hmm. me. And the pastor got up, and I've never heard anyone say this before, um, but his opening line was, did you know sometimes when you come to Jesus, he gives you a new name? Uh-huh. And he went through every name change in Scripture. And I'm sitting there like, I'm looking around. I guess that was confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> and one of many, uh, briefly, briefly, I had a man walk up to me in a coffee shop who I had said my name was Brittany. Um, I felt like Peter going back to uh, being a fisherman at this time. Truly, I was in a coffee shop. I'm like, I thought I'm the bridge. I thought I'm the bridge. What does this look like? And he uh, he was so amazed that I remembered his name the second time he walked in the coffee shop. I memorized everybody's names because your name has a purpose. And... Uh, he came back to me after paying for the drink that I served him, and he said, Hey, Bridget, can you get me some sugar? And I turned around. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Wow. In, in Israel, one more thing, one more thing. In Israel, because it relates to RBM, uh, I met uh, Shanna, Shanna um, Scott. Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shanna Scott. Yeah, from Albany, Georgia. We met in LaGuardia, right, in New York. Is that what it's called, LaGuardia? We met at JFK. Oh, JFK. Yeah. Okay, Kennedy. Um, we we met at JFK, and she walked straight up to me, and she was like, do I know you? And I said, I don't think so. And uh, she said, you look so familiar to me. So fast forward a week later, that seed was already planted. I said, as far as I know, I don't know you. On Megiddo, uh, in Megiddo, uh, you, you were talking and sharing up there, and she shared with me about her children's names, and I was asking her, why did you name your children these names? And I shared with her about God's telling me he's given me this new name. At that time, I already knew it was Bridget. Um, once again, I'm leaving out tons of details for okay. for everybody's sake because yeah. I have a lot more questions to answer. But um, she said, I shared with her everything that had happened, and she said, well, sounds to me like he's telling you. And I looked up at the sky in Israel, and I pointed up, and I said, God, one more time, <laughs> confirm my name. She walked away laughing. She came back about two minutes later, and she was like, I am not joking with you, Brit. At the time, really, Brittany, I was going by Brittany. She's like, her hair was standing up on end. She said, my hair is standing up. When I walked away, the Lord showed me who you reminded me of. It's my second cousin, and I've only seen her once or twice. Guess what her name is? It's Bridget. So it was like... When I joined the the internship here, it was really beginning to become what God truly says that I am. And um, the name Bridget means strength, 
and exalted one. And that's exactly he exalted me because he's the exalted one and he's given me his strength. It has nothing to do with me. It's him. Yes, that's great. Um, you know how I, one of my favorite books, I think I gave it to you. Yes, Humility, Humility and Surrender. Absolute Surrender. By Andrew, um, yeah, and Andrew Murray. And he says, you know, where it says, humble yourself that God may exalt you at the proper time. To be exalted doesn't mean you be are, are above others. Right. It doesn't mean that you're higher. It's actually the lower you go, the That's more right. he fills you with himself. Mm-hmm. That's what exalted is. The true definition of being exalted is more, less, less, less of me, more, more, more of God. The Amen. more of God, the more he, he says, you are an exalted one. Amen. So that just to... Amen. That's what he's been doing in you. He's just been yeah. bringing you down yeah. that he may exalt you, yeah. filling you with more and more of himself. Amen. And, Amen. and it's evident. I mean, I've, I've, watched, I've watched this journey, Bridget. Glory, Bridget. Glory to God. I've watched <laughs> this journey with you, and it's, it's a wonderful testimony. Thank you. That really validates us. It really makes us so happy to see that Amen. God works through even people, crazy people like us, right? <laughs> um, so... How long has it been now, just since you're keeping keeping track of time, <laughs> since you left the exactly. RBM internship? Actually, I know exactly. Um, 2018, it was May 1st of 2018. So just over two years. Is the, uh-huh. So two years. bring us up to date with what you've been doing. So we really have, we see you now and then, but uh-huh. a lot's yeah. been going on, I think. A lot. Of, yeah. A lot's been happening. So what, bring us up to date. Sure. So I remember you having a meeting with me during my internship and telling me that the internship was kind of like a spiritual boot camp. <laughs> and that is a good way of putting it. And the Lord told me I'm one of his soldiers, like I'm a foot soldier. And um, so a lot of the things that happened here in the internship did help prepare me for the past two years that I've, the journey I've been on. Um, I began to work with a ministry called Path to Hope, um, and we do evangelism to areas known for human trafficking. So I already knew evangelism was a huge part of my call. Absolutely. But then to be stewarded people to lead and to disciple in evangelism that was that was a new thing to me I guess you know it's one thing if you're a fisherman and you can catch fish but then Jesus said to Peter come with follow me and I'll make you fishers of men okay I'm by no means saying I'm an expert at this but I think in the process of having people to disciple Mm -hmm. that as you know when you have little sheep that God has stewarded you with you need to teach these little sheep how to stand alone. Or, <laughs> I mean, that maybe wasn't the right way of putting it, sheep and a shepherd. But the, you need to teach them. Mm-hmm. You need to disciple them. And um, so I've been leading um, street teams of evangelists for the past two years. It's evolved along the way. Um, now we pretty much just call ourselves the Athens Street Team. And we want to be completely led by the Spirit to where he wants us to go. And we've been to homeless communities around here. Um, this past weekend, we went to Planned Parenthood in Gwinnett County and just just trying to be a voice for God. But awesome. that's what I've been up to the past years. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, your evangelistic um, fruit is, is much. <laughs> glory. Glory to God. In fact, we have one sitting here in this room, you know. Yeah. Glory you, to God. You were out telling people about Jesus, and you told a young a friend of yours, Kathy Fallon, <laughs> you need to come to this Atlanta Bible study. Uh-huh. She would come in every 
Thursday night. She'd uh-huh. take off her Every. shoes. She'd sit on the floor. She'd sort of curl up in a ball. She was suffering just like you described when you first came to us with exactly. lots of oppression. Mm-hmm. Lots of oppression, but she came every Thursday. When she couldn't take it anymore, she'd run out of the room. I'd usually run out of the room, chase her, <laughs> chase her down. <laughs> We'd have some fair um, time and deliverance time. And Amen. What is she now? She's our full-time missionary, resident missionary in Brazil, and she runs the mission down there. Glory to God. And she has done, accomplished things we've been praying for for 30 years at that mission. So awesome. And it started with your your evangelistic ministry to bring her in. So Glory to God. Just see how he puts us all together in the body and we need one another. And, and to your point about, you know, him using flawed vessels, like <laughs> p- people who are willing, yeah. willing. I was struggling with a lot of stuff when I was sharing with Kathy that day. But God, you know, God honored like, yes. okay, she's trying to fish. Yeah. I'm teaching her to fish. So. And she has got children. That the Amen. children from the hill come in every Saturday learning about Jesus, getting a meal, finding out that they have a Heavenly Father who loves them. Amen. And that's, that's all because you invited her to Bible study. So these small things we do, you know, we just invite somebody. Would you please come with me to Bible wow. study? It can mean it's going to change thousands of people's lives. You just take that step of... Just reaching out to somebody. You don't know what the fruit of it's going to be. Amen. And we're not responsible for the fruit. We're just to, right. to just do it. That's right. And and you, you've certainly done it. Thank <laughs> you. Glory to God. So, Brit, um, Brit, Bridget, <laughs> I'm going to work on it. <laughs> it's okay. We are living in difficult, evil times. Mm-hmm. we got the COVID mess going on. Mm-hmm. We have such dissension, division, hatred in this mm-hmm. nation. People calling evil good and good evil and even within the church it seems like people don't know how to navigate this they're all over the place you talk to different people yes. christians and they're That's taking true. different stances different reactions um how are you navigating <laughs> these difficult times that are have you um anything to say to our watchers to encourage them about specifically these days and what what we're each going through Sure. Um, yes. Honestly, the way I'm navigating, I have perfect peace. I really do. When when it says that he gives us our or he gives us his peace, his peace. he doesn't give as the world gives. Um, he gives his personal peace. So if we're like you were talking about, um, if we're humbling ourselves before him and he exalts us, that part of that is him giving us his very nature um and that's accessible with any any believer in christ um and it's peace with a capital p right (laughs) he he is the peace that's exactly right he's the prince of peace yeah and i've been calling him um so i was sharing with betty earlier but my name bridget is really like i consider my married name to jesus um, I went through the whole process here in Athens, Clark County, and I went as if I was a bride going to change my name. Like yeah. my my name was uh, posted in the local paper here, the um, Banner Herald, and I was heralding that I was, and I told every person along the way, Jesus changed my my life, and He's changed my name too. Mm-hmm. And um, just like when you get married, it's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So my point in saying that is because a husband is a covering, he's a provider, he's a safe place, he's a refuge, at least this is what a husband is supposed to be, yeah. a godly husband. Yeah. 
I've experienced many terrible, terrible things, um, ungodly examples of men um, in my life. But praise the Lord. The Lord has totally been restoring and recreating that. And um, But part of that has been me calling Jesus, like it says in Hosea chapter 2, that I call him Ishi, my husband. Mm-hmm. And I call him Ishi. I say G- I'm married to Jesus. I'm not single. I'm married. Mm-hmm. I wear rings for him. Um, I'm committed to Christ. I'm all in. I'm committed to the yellow. I've committed to Jesus. And um, that's all of me. But so so going through these times, I really just sense his closeness to me. Amen. And his intimacy with me. And that no matter what happens in this world, I'm like Noah in the boat. I'm safe. I'm covered. And yeah. I, I'm just calling people, come in the boat with me. Yeah. Come in the boat. You don't yeah. have to be in the storm. Yeah. Do you have a particular scripture that's encouraging you right now in these I guess, days? I guess to relate it to being the voice, because this year on the Hebrew calendar is 5780, and it's the year of the voice. <laughs> it's, it's literally the year of the voice, and this has been prophesied since the beginning of 5780, last Rosh Hashanah. And... I'm a part of a national prayer call, and we've always been talking about this is the year of the voice, the voice, the voice. And then what happens? A virus comes that's covering our focus. <laughs> that you can't hear what I'm saying when I'm talking with you. So God has told me personally, I am not to wear the mask. How can a voice be heard when it's covered? And I stand on Psalm 91 that uh, no plague will come near my dwelling place. And I understand how people feel differently about things. I think you need to go according to your conviction under God, according to your faith. But as for me, no masks. And I'm going to places where I'm accepted without a mask. Um, So the the scripture I was going to say was um, God directed. I've been leading a a women's Bible study for the past um, couple of years called the Butterfly Garden. And God, the Holy Spirit, really directed us to study the entire book of Esther. Um, And it began before all the COVID stuff and then into quarantine. But um, this scripture, Esther um, (laughs) 4.14, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from from another place. But you... And your family's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. And you and I, we're royalty. In Christ, we're royalty. So Esther, I don't see Esther putting on a mask. I don't see Esther hiding. For, on, she's only hiding in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, she was literally willing to have her head cut off. She was terrified. She was terrified, yes. But she but she she submitted to because her her uncle Mordecai mm-hmm. had that unction and and Esther is one uh, one of these books that God's name is never blatantly mentioned, but you see him working in the yeah. background and Mordecai has this sense that okay, maybe God orchestrated you being there. So let's let's emphasize then that it's it's human to be terrified. We're seeing things we've never had to navigate before. That that's human. Don't be condemned if you if your if fear tries to come upon you. 
because fear is part of the spiritual battle that is trying to overwhelm all of us these days. So don't be condemned if you're battling with fear, but Mm. battle the fear. (laughs) Don't submit to fear. Fear is not of God. And so Esther, she was afraid, but then she said, if I perish, I perish. Mm. I have to do what God has called me to do. And she saved the whole Jewish race so that the Messiah could come and save us. Amen. <laughs> and he used a little Jewish girl to do this who had no skills or talents or ability to do it except for the living God. Very, so very good point. If you're feeling inadequate, you're feeling insecure, you're feeling overwhelmed by feelings of fear, that's normal. Wonderful people like Esther went through those feelings. Mm-hmm. But then she, she made up her mind, if I perish, I perish. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what God's called me to do mm-hmm. and look at the results. Mm-hmm. So, so just don't look at your own smallness and fear. Look at the greatness of God. Amen. Right. And I didn't mean that to sound like I, I don't ever feel feelings of. But you, but you re- have received his peace. Correct. And you, you choose to stay there. And I have, live in it. because that's a huge part of my past journey, I have battled, 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 battled that so much that I have taken ground, that, that the Holy Spirit has given me new ground that I, I didn't in the past used to have. Mm-hmm. And the more that you battle fear and resist it. And choose. Choose. Choose to remain in the peace. That's exactly are. right. Yeah. Because it's his peace. That's human nature, but we have a supernatural nature that is yeah. at our disposal. So absolutely no condemnation in Christ. But, amen. And Joyce Meyer says something that uh, she says a lot. Do it afraid. Yeah, do it afraid. If God tells you to do it, do it afraid. Even yeah. if you feel, do yeah. it. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. Amen. You know? Um, amen. Well, this has been great. Um, let's end with prayer. Okay. Let's pray for the people that are that are watching us and just as they are going through their own battle and we know these things are coming against us. Satan is trying to get us in our areas of need, need and weakness uh-huh. and intimidate us, but we already know how the story ends. The mm-hmm. Lord has told us that we have the victory and he's coming again soon, very soon, we hope. Amen. So, so let's amen. just pray for so that. For God to to bless the people that have watched our program today. Amen. Go ahead. Okay. Father, I glorify your name and I thank you. I enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. I thank you for the opportunity to be a voice for you. And so I I use my voice to speak blessing on everyone who hears my voice, which I have consecrated to you for your use. God, I bless them in the name of Jesus. I declare protection in the name of Jesus. I speak that no harm will come near their dwelling place. I speak that you have not given them a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Another word it says is he hasn't given you a spirit of timidity. You're not, that's not his spirit. So Lord, I speak the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the spirit. And I pray that in these days of the shaking, because you are shaking everything that can be shaken so that what cannot be shaken will remain. And Jesus, you said that heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will never pass away. Your words hold authority And I pray that my brothers and sisters listening will build their house upon the rock and not be the house that was built upon sand, not be the house that's built upon self-will, self-righteousness, self um, 
uh, selfish ambition, anything like that, but a life that's built upon your will be done, not my will, yours be done, Father. And with Jesus Christ as the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone and the bedrock, God, I ask that um, your people would would speak out in this time, but in love. I ask that they would speak the truth in love mm-hmm. and that you would strip uh, your people of a spirit of judgment, a spirit of control, uh, a spirit of pride in the name of Jesus. I just I just call down pride in the name of Jesus because we just like we spoke about earlier, the, the way we shine with Christ is to go lower. And so I ask, Lord, that our nature, we would let our nature pass away like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. And we would allow your nature, Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, to live in us that we would be like the butterfly. We would transform into your likeness. And... Um, praise you jesus and um thank you thank you for calling us father your sons and daughters we've been adopted into your family and made a royal priesthood royalty just like esther so you have appointed us for such a time as this we are here for such a time as this not to be silent but to speak what you say and I thank you, Lord. It's in your son, Jesus, Yeshua's beautiful, holy, precious, awesome name, I pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for sharing with us. Thanks for coming and taking the time. We love you and appreciate you. And just celebrate God's faithfulness to all of Amen. us. Amen. He's knit us together forever. Amen. <laughs> all right. That's true. We'll see you next time on um, A Time with Betty. God bless you. <laughs>